Blog Talk Radio. podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. And it's Friday. (laughs) It is. For those people that actually, you know, like have a conscious point of reference of a Friday being a Friday. Yes, it is. Right, right. You know, I know that some of us, our structure is that we we actually do know about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then, of course, the weekend. Of course, we are going into uh, Labor Day weekend, and yeah. I'm going to ask that any out there who are listening or who will be listening, please keep a sane mind about what you do on Labor Day weekend, wear a mask, social distance, and avoid crowds. Because here in Sonoma County, they have opened the beaches up for Labor Day weekend. And as we know, when they have done it for Memorial Day weekend and Fourth of July, we've had problems. So... Mm -hmm. I'm just setting that out there on the waves that sanity will rule consciousness and politeness and they will think about, you know, actually following something for safety's sake. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're an interesting time, so, you know. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So, I mean, I have only to, to pick up which I still do, obviously. I actually take the Press Democrat paper, a paper paper. I know that I get it online, but I have multiple reasons for doing the paper. And, <clears throat> of course, you know, we are constantly bombarded by all the different things happening. And so I look at it as, you know, please be careful. We are just here, and hopefully we will be thriving in months to come. Right. So, other than, you know, 
the momentary introduction of hi we're here how's your week been girl ah how has my week been um i think it's okay (laughs) (laughs) oh okay (laughs) yeah i don't know i think i've said this before like i kind of have a weird disconnect to time right now and 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 even like how I'm doing or how I'm feeling or what's going on, um, you know, so whatever. Um, I think that uh, I've been working a little bit more on this book project, which is very exciting because I had zero motivation before. Sorry, I had to take a sip of something, um, but my throat was starting to get a little itchy. Sorry about that. Um I had no motivation to work on this book product and, and I've written almost, I think 15, 16,000 words this last week or so. And that feels really good. Uh, I want to hang on to that momentum and keep going. And um, there's one part of the book that I'm kind of struggling with and I've just finished that part. So I feel like I'm going to step out of side and just keep moving and then I'll come back to it. And hopefully, you know, sometimes with a project, no matter what it is, when you're in it, you can't see, the forest for the trees, you know, so you kind of have to move aside and, and come back to it when you have a better understanding of what the whole picture looks like. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I am with that. I'm just kind of, I'm letting myself sort of fall into this project and take a lot of my extra attention, which has been a good distraction. Um, yeah. And I'm doing this little, um, I, I, hate social media. I'm really resistant to social media and it's not good, you know, like as someone who has, as a published author, I need to have more of a presence on social media. And that's something that was even said to me by my, my editor, like you really need to have more of a presence, you know, your work is good, but if no one knows who you are, no one's ever going to find it. And so that's really hard for me. It's really hard. So this week I challenged myself to a 30 day witchcraft per day challenge on my Instagram account and on Instagram I'm Phoenix Lafay like on all social media I'm Phoenix Lafay it's not hard to find me um but I've been I'm only on I think today's day four and I've been posting like something about my witchcraft practice or my home or my altars or something witchy that is about my life I've been posting something every day and so that's been kind of fun to look around and be like okay what am I going to post about today or what am I working on today or what has been in my energy field today that I want to share? It's been kind of fun, but you know, it is like, it kind of feels like a, a little extra layer of work. And I think that's why I've been so resistant to social media is that I work a lot. I, my life is filled with work. Uh, and you know, w- the work I do is work that I love. So I'm very blessed and lucky in that perspective, but it's social media just feels like adding another project, another thing I got to do. So I'm trying, mm-hmm. I'm trying, but it is, <laughs> it is, it is a bit of a challenge. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm trying to really focus on the positive because my, my mental health is struggling a little bit. I'm a little bit blue. So I'm just really trying to focus on the exciting things and the things and the witchy things that I love so much. I think that's about it. What about you? What have you been up to? Whoa. <clears throat> well, um, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, after last week's uh, show, I yeah. hustled butt to get my place cleaned, reorganized, um, infused with, you know, inviting energy so that my real estate person could come and photograph everything. 
And it's interesting for me, this is my sanctuary. And actually, um, it's been very interesting about all of this is that it has been my sanctuary. It has been my safe house from, you know, when my husband passed and I had to move in, change my world, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And his birthday actually was Wednesday, September 2nd. And yeah. so it was a, a it was bittersweet. Um, but what suddenly came to the fore about that, and of course, because of the particular card of the Major Arcana that we are on this week, um, it was a moment where I actually saw and felt and understood that um, that I am going to be my sanctuary <laughs> is the tower uh, in that moment of time where you know things are releasing and breaking apart Mm -hmm. uh, for new things to come. And so, I mean, by the time my real estate person came and and he thought we were going to be here for like six hours and have to do everything, it was going to be a, we got done in three and he looked at me and I go, you got to realize, A, I used to be in theater, I mean real life theater, and then in film. And so staging and moving and getting the right angles has been, you know, it's been dormant because I haven't used it, but it is something that is now hardwired in there and it comes up and I know it. And so we were, you know, I was holding the light and he was doing, it was, it was fascinating because I was kind of reliving another version of my world that I had left. And of course it was very, there's a, a good, good feel about what's happening and everything. So by Wednesday I communed with, my husband, Matt, mm-hmm. and chose to kind of just do another level of of letting go because of that mm-hmm. and going to a new level. So it was it was cathartic. So my week has been on the outside. It's you know go to work, do clients have you know hourly stuff, you know da 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 da. But it has been a very intense personal process so um that is there the fact that our fires are um getting more and more contained i know the big one that we have here the wallbridge stewart one is 97 percent contained yeah. so yeah so, know, and the air quality start. is a lot better right now oh yeah i mean i'm looking yeah. out now and literally i've got like blue skies and there's a little mm-hmm. haze over towards the area where the fire is and and you can see that, that, that there's still smoke, but um, it you can really tell the difference. So there's that. It has allowed me to feel better in general about, you know, whatever I have to do, whether it's go out or stay in and walk the dogs when I have to and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and it's been a, a week of people getting cats. You, you have no idea. You talk about your new cat <laughs> things going yeah. on um and i know that my daughter has all the cats she has but they wound up with these two feral cats giving birth and they had more cat litters that they had so they kept a couple more you know the joy of living in a country i mean out right. in the country kind of a thing um but interesting enough my very best friend uh want her her cat passed 
and they wanted to get a new one, and they were thinking of two kitties, but they were waiting because they had some things they needed to do to their mobile home, and they wanted to wait till after. Well, one of their neighbors had a cat, two-year-old, and I guess from what I heard when I saw her and talked with her on the weekend, they have now acquired the cat because the woman isn't home a lot, and she felt yeah. bad that the cat wasn't getting attention. So they now have their wish of a cat, and it's it's obviously, um, I think, probably a lot better for what's still going on with their place. But I'm just, you know, and then I go to work at Lucky Mojo, and uh, one of the people that works there was showing off her new kitty that she got. She got two new kitties, and she's, I guess, you know, mostly a dog person, but she's had kittens. So now this is, and I'm looking at this going, and I'm, I honestly, it is so kitty-less that I've mm-hmm. got that, you know, mm-hmm. kitty cat lust. I'm like, oh, but I keep thinking <laughs> over and over, try to be reasonable and you're moving, you're right. moving a long distance and you're taking two dogs that are going to be enough of an, you know, an issue, but to have a cat do that or a kitten. Right. So yeah, it's, a lot. it's been hard. It has been so hard. So that's been my yeah. week. <laughs> so. Nice. So now that we've we've digested our week a little bit more, it's time to jump in and look at what we're going to be doing for today. Yeah, we are continuing on our ever-exciting exploration of the major arcana of the tarot. And today we come to everyone's favorite card, the card that everyone loves when it shows up in their reading, the one that just lets you know that everything is fantastic. The tower. Yay. <laughs> Sarcasm runs rampant right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, that is it. It's and it's funny, we were talking about this before the show that um two weeks prior to this, both of us had thought that the week we were going to be doing was the tower and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But right. all the things that have been going on in our personal lives and, and you know, whatever, smacked of the tower. So mm-hmm. now that we have it, we're kind of like looking at it going, hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and obviously uh, it is um, it is a problem child in some ways but it's only a problem child card when we look at it out of fear. And I think that's, uh, we've talked about that when we did the death card and we did, you know, the the devil card and things like that. There There are cards that present things that immediately we kind of go, ah, and jump back and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of want to push it away. Yeah. on that, I'm going to leave you to do the intro and move forward with the uh, the way we have structured this on our other cards. Yeah, so um, let's see here. We're going to talk about the imagery on this card. So this is the 16th by number card in the deck, and it's, so it's the 17th card of the Major Arcana. So, you know. I always think that that's important to know that there's kind of a dual numerological nature to all of the cards in the major arcana because the first card is a zero. 
Uh, but here it's a card on a black background, and we're talking about the imagery of the Rider-Waite-Smith deck specifically. We'll talk about a few other imageries as we go along, but we always start with the sort of the entry way to the tarot, which I think we both agree is the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there is some historical stuff about this card that we'll talk about in a minute, but first, the imagery we see is a black background with a gray tower, um, a, sitting upon like a, a cliff, basically. It's, you know, they, it's like this very pointy um, earth. It's clear it's supposed to be like a mountain or a piece of earth or something jutting up, and there's a tower on top of it. Um, the top of the tower is like a crown, and it's being blasted off. And there's like a little streaky lightning arrow that's coming from the right side right into the tower. The crown is blown off. The few windows that exist in the tower, there's fire and flames all around the the tower. There are these gray clouds. Um, There are lots of little yellow, um, well, there there are supposed to be flames, little yellow flames everywhere, but they also kind of look like tears or uh, motion, like, you know, art for movement. On the left side of the tower, there is a... a person falling who is wearing blue and red, and they're um, a little darker skinned than the other per- character on this card, but they're falling face down and their hands are outstretched, almost like they're about to dive. Where the person on the other side, the right side, is wearing all blue and has a crown, and they're falling almost like they're laying on their back, falling, and their hands are outstretched. Um, and, you know, they're wearing very different clothing. You know, almost like the one is one is the knight or the the townsperson or the working class, and the other is the king or the um, the ruling class, the upper class. So you can see here that the the crown is thrown off, and chaos ensues, and chaos inflicts everyone, rich and poor, working class, ruling class alike. Everyone is, is hit by this lightning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, intense, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this is one of those cards when they pop up, we're like, okay, well, there's some changes yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah, because it definitely represents that. It's interesting um that you know first of all this is uh a number 16 and of course as you say the number itself has a um it's a combination of you know 16th actual number they're using but it's the 17th card and because we're now in double digits we always are working with the the number 10 as a you know part of which again with the wheel of fortune is part of that numbering in the way that they've chosen to use it but it is a number of completion and then you add the six which is basically you know the divine force it is the you know it is the lovers but um what you have is it becomes a seven which is perfection so in Mm -hmm. essence the number is showing you that there is a time of completion that is by divine force, something beyond our personal dynamics that forces the situation into 
a more perfect situation or going for perfection, but from for a higher source and a higher level rather than the more mundane. And I really think that when you, you know, start looking at what is being torn down, you know, the, it's, you know, the false, false reasoning, false imagery, false aspects, because they're from the human side of it rather than a higher slash divine side um, mm-hmm. in terms of that. So that's why it looks so terrifying because, um, and it's interesting because, again, going back to something I said about my own world, is that your comfort zone, your sanctuary, the area that you feel most at home at is one thing, but then things destroy it. Different yeah. things. It can be physical, it can be emotional, it can be mental, financial. You know, I mean, we live in an environment here in Northern California where fires have destroyed large homes, beautiful places, people's homes mm-hmm. of any nature. Right. That, you know, in that same thing. So it is very poignant to us personally as well mm-hmm. as the things that are going on externally outside of our little world. What's interesting about this deck historically, you know, because all like, so if you've been listening along, you're going to hear the same little spiel, but you know, the, the tarot, that's the divination system is, is based off of a game that was very popular in the um, 14th, 15th and 1600s. Uh, and these, the major arcana cards were the trump cards, and they had you know special powers and could do different things to affect the the energy of the game. And the tarot card is one of or the tower card is one of those cards that isn't in all of the game decks. It was in some of them, in some of the most early Italian decks that didn't exist. Um, and then in other decks, there is this you know the card right before the tower. The show we did last week was about the devil. And uh, in some of the decks, this card really connects to the opening of the mouth of hell. Uh, and so in some systems, especially the French systems, it's called La Folle, which I don't know what, how that translates to, but it really is about the mouth of hell. And there's often like burning bushes, burning towers, you know, burning, lots of burning, <laughs> things that are lightning. Yeah. Um, and one of the adjustments in the artwork that Pamela Coleman Smith did when she created the artwork for the writer Wait Tarot is she really went with the French imagery around this card rather than the Italian. Uh, the Italian featured more trees and, and things like that, where the French featured this um, building and um, the collapse of a building. Uh, well, one of the things she changed is, is those little teardrop flamey thingies that I mentioned, the tall, the tongues of fire, as I saw one description written, they actually are in the shape of the Yod letters, the Hebrew Yod. So they're all, or Yod, I don't know how to pronounce it, I apologize, but they're yeah. all in the shape of that letter. Um, mm-hmm. Yod, thank you. Yeah, so that's an interesting shift that definitely has symbology, right? Um yeah, and there's all of this connection to the Tower of Babel, where God destroys the tower that the humans tried to build to reach heaven. You know, there's this kind of like, um, don't get too above yourself, don't try too hard to reach the kingdom of heaven. Um, it's it, it's kind of this very like God punishing humanity energetic in the older decks. 
which I don't know that necessarily connects to how I read it or how it's read in modern situations, but it is pretty interesting to have that piece of it here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, just so you know, we talk about the mouth. Um, in the Hebrew alphabet, it is pay, P-E-H, and that is the mouth as the organ of speech. So in truth, yes, that's among all the other things that are attributed to it, it is about um, the energy of um, opening up and the the, right. the, the the destructiveness that it thinks. Now, just think, and I know this is going to, this is a little, how many times have we heard from our clients and ourselves when we think about it, I opened my mouth, I was so angry at this person that I said, yada, 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 and now they're not talking to me and we're either broken up or it's caused our friendship to break apart. That's the point. Yeah. It is, it is the destructive nature of speech. In, in one way, sometimes a good thing, but not done in you know the, the manner that it may have been done, whereas this is just it's arbitrary because it's saying it's coming from the higher perspective. And thus it is taking out that which is false and and um, not appropriate. Uh, and that's you know another kind of thing. Actually, you know, I have to say I'm going to I'm going to do a little political. But I was yeah. reading um, one of the books on the tower and the the great writer Smith Jack and the iconography and all. And I kept getting you know, and it doesn't matter what I was reading. I mean, in terms of the the actual words, I mean, it's talking about the, you know, the crown and the thing and the da-da-da-da. And all I could see was what's happening in our government now Absolutely. and how things are falling apart, the crown is falling off, lightning is striking the tower, and the yeah. falsehoods are falling, you know, down onto the ground. And uh, yeah. so there you, you know, that. And it was, it, in a strange way, I kind of went, oh, yeah, okay, well, hmm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's it, um so there's a a pagan witchy writer named Byron Ballard and she mm-hmm. writes a lot about the tower times and there's a lot of like, you know, pagan bloggers and writers who write about the tower times, but I feel like I've seen more of that um that conversation come from her than than a lot of other places, but she's been talking for years about how we are in the tower the tower times. We are reaching, you know, a pinnacle of um, of destruction and shift and change, and it's not comfortable and it's not easy and not everyone's going to make it, you know, and that's kind of, so if you are curious about the Tower Times or how that impacts magical um, stuff, I recommend looking at Byron Ballard because um, she does, this is like one of the, the big things of her, of what she shares with the world from the work that she does. It's pretty interesting. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, I mean, the standard, the standard meanings, I mean, when, and again, we go upright to reverse because I know that's sort of a a standard for what we've been doing is the the upright position standardly means or is used as change, conflict, catastrophe, the overthrowing of existing ways of life and old notions of Selfish ambition is about to come to naught, possibly bankruptcy, and a dis- you know, this is the one. Destruction, disruption will bring enlightenment in its wake. Yeah, yeah. 
See, that one I really, I, I kind of go, yeah, that's, that's yeah. it. Even though we're in the middle of this horrible thing, there's yeah. that. So, yeah, the and other of course, energy behind it is liberation, right? So it's like yes. sometimes you have to tear something down to the roots, to the studs, to the foundation in order to rebuild it in a way that actually is functional and is healthy and works better. Uh, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's very much where we are globally. That's where we are as the United States is in that place. And I think a lot of people are also experiencing this personally because of the things that are impacting us on these higher levels, you know? So it's, um, it's a very much a where we are right now and it's, it feels negative, but it's not, it's the hard part, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like the, when you reach the bottom of the Valley right before things start to get better, you know, it's the darkest part before the dawn, you know, all of those sort of cliches, that's what the tower card is. And, you know, reversed, on the other hand, it can be, you know, like false accusations and false imprisonment oppression, but it also is the gain of freedom of body or mind at great cost, which is what we mm-hmm. just said, you know, in terms of that. So it, it has some very powerful meanings in, one, in, a, in a way that, you know, quite frankly, everybody gets freaky about, and I understand me too, it's kind of a... You know, okay, I really, and, and it's funny because I was really hoping that, you know, a part of me was going, well, after all that we've gone through and this is what's happening, maybe if we could just skip over this and, and make it next week or the week after, you know, and and it's the same kind of childlike avoidance. Can we avoid, can I avoid having to go through the hard part? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that, you know, I just need to say, because I just do, um, sorry, you might be able to hear my kettle right now because I'm making tea for myself. Um, one of the things that comes up with this card is it's sometimes so catastrophic. It's like divorce, death, the loss of income, like all of these really intense negative things. And that's mm-hmm. not always like, it's not always to be, intensity of that and I I just really feel like this card is given too much negative energy you you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. you have to look at the circumstances of the of the reading and the other cards that are on the board and what else is going on you can't just be like okay well everything you love is going to be taken away from you and everyone you know is going to die like it's not really that intense so I, I just sometimes I feel like this card gets a bad rap because it has so much negativity um, you know, it's not like every time the tower shows up in someone's reading, I'm like, okay, you better prepare for the worst things to happen to you. Cause that's not what this is about. It's just, it's about a shakeup that is potentially unexpected um, or, you know, hard to get through. And that's not right. always the worst thing ever. <laughs> well, that, that It doesn't feel great. And definitely, you know, we as humans, we really, especially the present-day humans, avoid, I mean, it's hard, and it's hard. We don't want to be hard. We don't want to have to deal with hard uh, or uncomfortable or uh, physically or emotionally or mentally, and, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of freaks us as humans out, and I get it. You know, I really do. It's funny. I, I was talking to 
um, my counselor, and I said, you know, interesting enough is I lived through this particular card, literally, when my husband died, and everything I knew was taken away for one reason or another. You know, the place I was living, I couldn't stay at because I couldn't afford it. Um, I eventually got downsized out of a job, so I didn't have a job. And, you know, I had lost my husband, the man of my heart, and there you are. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that. And then where I wound up and what I rebuilt um, my world and how my going through what I went through was I was able to rebuild but rebuild with the parts of what I had in my my life that had um, burst forth as new life. And it's interesting because there are plants in Australia, and I know there's a few here, that they do not burst their seed pod unless they literally, a fire takes place so hot that it causes them to burst open. And if you think of this particular card of that nature, that's what, you go through it doesn't always mean on the surface it is awful i'm not going to get any but in reality it it creates something so much deeper and stronger and absolutely but it takes work yeah yeah and one of the descriptions that i read was that i wrote down because i just found it really beautiful was the lightning bolt of clarity and that mm-hmm. when you see the imagery, you know, pretty much every version of this card, all the artworks out there do have a lightning bolt in them. That is, seems to be one of the consistent images. Uh, and it's, it's a lightning bolt of clarity. So sometimes things are going on that you're not seeing the full truth of something. You're not um, seeing the reality of a situation. You're, you've been telling yourself that everything's okay. You've, you know, you've been dealing with lies or illusions or whatever just to get by. And then the tower card comes and you get hit with that lightning bolt of clarity and those things aren't okay anymore. And sometimes that means leaving a toxic situation. Sometimes that means not letting people take advantage of you. Uh, And that doesn't sound like tower card energy, but it absolutely is because you've been struck by that lightning of clarity and you're not going to take the bullshit anymore. You know, so there's, um, it, this is a definitely an intense card. I don't want to like diminish that. It is fully intense, but that can show up in a lot of different ways. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we should do our little um, commercial right now. Uh, yeah. And then we'll come yeah. back and we'll, I have a few things I want to say about the BOTA uh, card and then I will turn it completely over to you for your beautiful deck. Cool. All right. We'll be back in a minute. A bit of a minute. A bit of a minute. (laughs) You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, 
The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to, the, the another deck that has been talked about that we talk about or I talk about is the Builders of the Added of the Paul Foster Cases. And interesting is the Yodes are set up in that deck so that the one, if you're facing the card, the one to the right is actually set up as the Ten Sephira of the Kabbalah and that the, the left is set up as the 12 zodiacal signs, a representation mm-hmm. for that. So right, it, is, right, right. It, it is moving it into that level. And interesting is that the lightning bolt, if you look at it, that is how from top to bottom, the lightning bolt from the top sphere, which is Kether's spirit, down to Malkuth, which is Earth, is a lightning bolt. That's how the energy moves, and that is interesting because it still stays identical because I've been looking at the Paul Foster case and the Weight Rider Smith deck, and they both have that same dynamic. So it is Mm -hmm. the energy from the divine coming through the Kabbalah, and um, one of the things that it talks about in terms of, um, you know, its body parts are the muscle tonicity, reproductive power, and we also know that this is planet Mars. The cars actually represents Mars, which rules both Aries and Scorpio. Uh, and its awakening is inspiration and purification. But I like this. The, the opposites that it works is grace and sin or beauty and ugliness. And, you know, I think that in terms of looking at grace and sin in a non-religious point of reference, it's, you know, what you... Your speech, which is what pay is speech, it brings either, um, and, you know, sin is missing the mark. Mm-hmm. So to me, missing the mark means I didn't, I didn't get it right. I didn't make, you know, I, I somehow missed the mark. Like, you know, you didn't get all the answers on your test or you, you, you missed just a mar- uh, an answer on your test. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means you have to go back and try again, and that's what this process seems to infer about it and in the BOTA the tower they have bricks and they have a certain number of bricks so basically the bricks represent Mm. the Hebrew alphabet so they are much more uh, detailed about what they put in their 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 aspects but then they're also working a lot with the um, Kabbalah and that area so when you know it's it's a deck that has more of that involved in it and more layered in that way um yeah yeah so i mean but yeah you know what we've talked about about the meanings and the things are very similar and and there isn't a whole lot of you know that i would go over it's just that you know it's about um the active or exciting intelligence which is basically you know stirring up activity and certainly this card tends to do that (laughs) yeah absolutely so but that's what I wanted to share on that so that I could let you get to the really pretty deck and talk about it. <laughs> right. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so the deck that I read with is the Druid Cross Tarot deck by Philip and Stephanie Cargom, and it's very Celtic-y. A lot of it revolves around Celtic myth and specifically, like, the Caridwin story. Uh, mm-hmm. But the the imagery here is pretty classic. Um, you know, the, the, the tower is built up on a cliffside, but the cliffside is surrounded by water. And it's, you know, unclear what kind of water that is, but it does look dark and deep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There is no crown being blown off the tower in this imagery, but, there, but the, the fork of lightning that's coming down is three-pronged, which does have significance in the druid system. It is like a symbol of awen or inspiration. Uh, and it, it has broken through the tower, and there are two people falling out of it, just like you would expect. Um, mm-hmm. There's a man dressed in blue and a woman dressed in red. And according to the, this specific system, this is the lovers. Um, this is the lovers that you see in a lover's card. And then again, in the Cronino's card or the devil card, um, they symbolize the polar principles. Um, mm-hmm. So there you go. There's that. Um, and, you know, the the energy around this card is very similar to all the things that we've talked about. Um, very much uh, shift and change and revelation and destruction. Um, and it, you know, really focuses on the destruction that precedes cre- creation, the thing that mm-hmm. must fall apart in order for something to grow. Um, there's also some reference to lightning here and that is in in celtic and both norse mythology lightning is seen as a fertility symbol Um, Mm -hmm. and many of the gods that were in charge of lightning were fertility gods in some way shape or form Uh, and so there is that energetic here that the the lightning strike is destructive but it it creates its fertileness it create it allows fertility to come Right. Um, yeah, and the message of this card in this deck is you are blessed with Awen. Fury may precede grace. Destruction may precede creation. The work of liberation, deepening, and illumination progresses. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I like this deck, too, because it does have more of, like, a contemplative spiritual spin on everything and I feel like that's really necessary rather than than like everything's gonna fall apart (laughs) there's gotta be more to it than that (laughs) yeah yeah no kidding no kidding that's yeah and I and 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 I have seen your deck so you know I know that I know some of the iconography of it but it's interesting when we're talking about the decks both uh, Phoenix and I use alternate you know alternative decks in the sense that we are not doing the heavy um, hermetic or any of that. And it, it speaks to us because of our, our personal background. Uh, and I think that that is good because, just like you said, it's, it has a contemplative way, and both of our decks seem to have that focus because when we're dealing with people and, you know, things come up, sometimes being the hard taskmaster and saying, yeah, and it fell apart and blah, 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 blah. you may have to take a, you might have to take a stance down the way, but you don't have to always hit them over the head. And right. I think, you know, I know when I had readings and things were falling apart for me and then something like this happened, it was never something that made me feel better. 
if I got the hardcore, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it wasn't that I was coddled. It was just that they that you find a, um, an e an, a way to ease into something as opposed to you know bitch slapping someone. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, I know Absolutely. this part can be that. It does have that meaning. It does have that energy. Now, you know, my deck, which, of course, is The Witch's Tarot <clears throat> by Ellen Dugan and, and Mark Evans, basically is a lot more simple. It just is a tower on a on a bare cliff, you know, and arrives with gray clouds and, and a lightning bolt hitting it and the crown coming off and two people falling down. It was. It's less, it doesn't have all the symbology of the BOTA, and I, I think it is, very stark, so it has mm-hmm. uh, it keeps in co- uh, connection with the right weight fighter Smith deck, but yeah. um, again, it's it's more that it it's um, and it's interesting because they talk about the tower symbolizing our ambitions, but the crown has ruby studs on it, and of course rubies are to intensify awareness. So if you think of the process, it's the it's intensifying awareness of what you you know what has been a block and. So it, but that lightning is the, it's just, we have those things even in our own physical, like we break something and it's like, oh, I broke it. And then you get all upset because you broke something, whatever it was. But then there's something that you needed an awareness of and that stopped your train of thought or where you were going. And I think that again, it's the same process, and its its meaning is pretty similar to yours. It was, you know, change of plans, re- revelation of secrets. Um, I like the, it's the, re- the removal of blocks in your spiritual path, you know? Yeah. I think that, again, the same idea of, you know, and I'm going to say this only because it reminded me of that when I said that, is that they have that Lucky Mojo, Curio Company, one of their candles is road opener. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to open the way and all these things, like unlocking the door and opening the door concept. Well, then there's one that that came up was called Blockbuster. And they, you know, they they use it like a dynamite. And I think that in some instances, the tower would equate to the Blockbuster. (laughs) Sure. what people, you know, tend to use it for is, you know, to each person they don't realize sometimes the power that they're putting towards something. But um, and of course their deity associations are Mars, Thor, and Zeus. Why not? We've got all the mm. ones that deal with, you know, again the thunderbolt and lightning and look what happened yeah. here. Lightning I'm so glad strike. You brought that up. What that we because, have what happened yeah, the, here? The Mars thing. No, yeah, the Mars oh. thing. Because um, I meant to mention mm. that before. We're about to head into a Mars retrograde period, and so that is interesting oh, yeah. that this card comes up and we're talking about it. You know, like we've mentioned over the weeks that the the cards have had an interesting way of aligning with some of the bigger world things that are going on, and that's a bigger world thing that's about to happen. Mars retrograde, which can be. Um, an intense time, and it's um, in Aries, which is one of mm-hmm. Mars's signs, so that intensifies mm-hmm. it even more. So there's this, there's this potential for really short tempers and um, not wanting to put up with bullshit and heightened 
um, almost antagonistic energy. And this can manifest in negative and positive ways. Like I'm not a Mm -hmm. fan of saying that retrogrades are all negative. There's good things there too. But it is Mm -hmm. interesting that, you know, we are in this intense tower time. This year has been an extra intense tower time. And now we're about to step into an extra intense Mercury, or I'm sorry, Mars retrograde time. Um, right mm-hmm. as this card comes up, you know, I think it's the ninth, I think, is when it's officially retrograde. So yeah. we're already being yeah. impacted by the shadow. And so it's just interesting. It's really fascinating, uh, that Mars yeah. energy. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. And, I, and, you know, like everything else, Mars is an intense planet and an intense energy. But realistically, um, it is the energy that moves things forward. And sometimes when we don't even want them to be moved forward because we're happy being, you know, wherever we're at. And yeah. even if it's in a bad relationship, we're, we're, you know, I'm determined to make it work better because of that. And sometimes it's like it's time to go. And yeah. Time to change. And Mars kind of pushes that. And a retrograde is going to, it's, I don't, it's going to make things be more obvious to us. Right. Is the way I will reframe the way it goes because for me, I find that if I reframe it in a way that is not like all dewy eyed and star filled, but has um, a way, a creative process out of which you move into it, you know, it yeah. gets me more in line and keeps me aware even when I've, you know, stumble and fall and actually the funny part is is that's what I did when I was helping with the photography here at the place is I had a room divider and I was I took my shoes off because it was easier for me to move around and get up on a ladder or something for me rather than you know the shoes I was wearing and so I stubbed my toe, and I kid you not it is as black and blue and black blue as you could possibly get it didn't break, and it actually it really um, – I was really lucky because as soon as it happened, I you know, all my herbal things and everything within an hour of what happened. But it was just that, that Mars energy and that lightning bolt because it was like, what are you stumbling over? Right. Stumbling over, you know, so – yeah, 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 and that's one of the things that someone mentioned to me about um, part of the astrology of what's going on right now is is health and awareness and balance and not pushing too hard or taking on too much. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's really important now, especially right now, especially in this moment, because everything is extra. <laughs> you know, just mm-hmm. working your regular job, just all of the things that are regular are not so regular this year. And so there is this need to give yourself space and to slow down. Uh, And, you know, self-care has become this sort of generic buzzword for, you know, taking a bath, but it's much more than that. And I, and I, I'm probably saying this more for myself than anyone else, but it is really important to recognize when you need to take a break or check out or rest or do something restorative. Mm -hmm. Um, especially mm-hmm. during these these periods of intense extra intensity, you know. Right, right, and the self care is <clears throat> it's kind of um, it's important. It's kind of um, I find my daily routines 
depends on what's happening, like uh, one week because I didn't go into Lucky Mojo for my three days that I worked there, my routine was off. Well, granted, I still had the clients that were calling and, and that, but the rest of my routine was off. And then when I went back to the routine this last week, it felt really awkward, and I came home really tired. Um, there were a couple of other reasons. We were, you know, we had some issues with the phone, so of course things weren't going well there, and there was some stress on that. But realistically, I came home, and I basically looked at my time as take care of my dogs since they're, you know, my fur babies, and then eat dinner, and I had a little bit of, you know, just I gave myself one hour that I had to do something, and then for me, I basically sat and watched television, um, a series that I'm really into, but I was crocheting. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's very restful. There are other people find other things that are, are uh, restful and, you know, you can, you know, really utilize. But that to me was what I, you know, I chose to use as a way to pull together some self-care over and above, you know, some of the other things. And, you know, I know we all are like get our our favorite food to eat and things like that but i also for self-care it's um things that you can get your yourself into that isn't going to rile you up and looking at the news and social media and you know can does the reverse really it riles Mm -hmm. you up so but yeah for sure yeah so we're we're kind of you know that's our our my, the, the take on this card is fascinating because, as I said, I felt this energy in my world, and I, I, I think we were both uh, commenting on it prior to it actually happening. And now that it is, it's in. It, this is the card we're talking about, but our world and you know coming up with you know a Mercury retrograde very shortly, so we're in the shadow of that happening. Um, it's it's kind of like it took away some of the 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 blocks. It doesn't mean we're not going to be affected by it because it's going to happen and we're going to be affected by it somehow. Just you know, how well do we handle the shifting energy? And that's right. You know, the part of it and fascinating is just I don't know. I know Mars has had a really difficult time in terms of the energy because it is. You know, very aggressive, but it is something that gets things done. Right, oh, right, absolutely. So, yeah. Yep. Um, so other than that, I think we, we've covered a lot of the, the, the tower, and, of course, it led into the Mercury uh, going retrograde and what it's, you know, affecting and, and how it, it moves. But um, is there anything we want to, you know, do? Because I know that, um, we may have a few changes in our uh, lineup in the next couple of weeks, but um, which you know, I'm sure you will notice and say because you're really good at that. Um, <laughs> but is there anything we want to just sort of add? We've got about maybe four more minutes of time that we can engage our our listeners. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that I have anything to add around the the tower card I would say just as a like a little side note is that you know we will have another ask a witch episode coming up in a month or so so please do go to our website witchpriestesscauldron.com and send us your questions we're still getting questions in 
very regularly, but it, it's good to have a range and we try to, you know, not repeat questions and do something different. So um, please do send in your questions and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like there's anything we missed on this one or are you feeling pretty good? No, I think, I think we've, we've really done the tower um, well, <laughs> you know, uh, I just think that what's happening and, you know, I forgot, and I, I did want to bring that up at some point, is that we did a reading for the year. Phoenix and I did it, um, I can't remember if we did it in January or we did it in December. We may have done it in December. Um, and I think that it would be interesting sometime in the very near future to go over what has transpired and what, I don't know necessarily all the cards that we have. We might still, you know, be able to do that. But what what we saw and and what's been going on in the way the the energy has gone because we picked a time to do the tarot major arcana that's very mm-hmm. fascinating i don't think either one of us thought that it was that the year was going to move in the manner it has been moving and how these cards have the journey that they work with on the higher level and how it's manifested in the physical realm so yeah that's one of the things I wanted to bring up, but other than that, you know, I mean, next week we will be doing a rerun. We have a conflict of uh, not being able to be in the same place at the same time we normally are. Yeah. This, so <laughs> we will be putting a rerun up, and then the yeah. following week we will be doing the card, the star. Yeah, which, which I want to say actually, I meant to, I had this in my notes to mention, and I forgot. Um, it's really nice that the star comes next. Like we go from this place of destruction and, and challenge to this place of healing. And so I'm, I feel like that, that is an important thing to note is that the next card is, is, um, it is the the next step, you know, very much the next step. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I did forget, I guess that you just brought that to the fore in my mind is that the um, the tower actually is part of a, a self-awareness. And when you get to a certain point, you use the magic, you know all the things you're doing, and, of course, then you, you chain it to the ego of I can do this and I can do that and I'll be able to get this, um, which was the devil. Um, we come to yeah. the tower because what happens is, is that it has, you know, it has to be in a better version and not selfish and self-centered that you do the work with magic and spirit. And I think that mm-hmm. is a very important part of the journey that Tarot is talking about, the actual spiritual work that is part of this journey and what this card actually represents because then the healing in the star and what it will, you know, what we will talk about in it is yeah. another part of our of the spiritual awakening and awareness and working with the higher vibrational energies, however we want to describe them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that gives us our our show in um, yeah a tidy way. Um, we will definitely look forward to the next time we are live and as I 
you know, as we've said, please stay safe. Yes. Yeah, and we will see you soon. See you on the radio soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.